Joining me for a look at the equity space is Nick Kunza from Sunline Private Wealth. Uh, thanks so much uh, for your time, Nick. Uh, the markets have actually been in a good mood this week, and I'm not sure if that is just thin trading because of the shortened week from the U.S. or if markets are actually really coming back and the bulls are coming back, trying to, trying to get everything at this point. <laughs> well... Yeah, normally the last couple of shows I've done, I've normally picked like a dire day. So yeah. it's actually quite nice to uh, to join you with some green on the screen. I, I think a little bit, a little bit of uh, maybe there is a bit of a thin markets Thanksgiving, as you said yesterday, and it is a half day in the States today. So I imagine most traders probably taking a long weekend. But nevertheless, lots of earnings, uh, lots of decent PMR numbers, uh, a cheaper oil price this week as well, a little bit of a stronger RAND, Reserve Bank as well. So lots to talk about. And I think in general, fairly fairly positive news flow, which explains why there's a little bit of a bit in the markets. Ah, Well, actually, let's talk about that Reserve Bank because they kept interest rates on hold, uh, even though we did get that uh, CPI print for mm-hmm. October in uh, on Wednesday, actually with a, with an uptick uh, yeah. from 5.4% to 5.9%, and before that it was um, at 4.8%. So really looking like headline inflation is going up, but seeming that the Reserve mm-hmm. Bank is not bothered by it. Look, he was. I don't know if you, I'm sure you probably watched the the press conference. I mean, he was as usual hawkish self, yeah. um, more so than most, I thought. And I guess you know, as you pointed out, that that uh, inflation print the day before, you know, the band is three to six percent. We're knocking on the top of that six percent now. So they must be a little bit concerned. Although when you listen to the Economist, it was majority food inflation, um, which we do know is quite volatile. So, but yeah, I, I guess the the general feeling is you know thank you just before christmas no interest yeah. rate rise but um a little bit of a warning sign you know we're not out of the woods yet and i think that's central banks globally as well also on this in the same camp yeah is that what you got also from the fed minutes um because they actually said that they don't they aren't thinking about hikes me mm. <laughs> meanwhile the markets have been thinking about hikes since mm. they last meet uh, about uh, cuts rather since their last meeting yeah, I mean, amazing. In a few months, um, I mean, interest rate hikes were on the table. Um, and now if you look at the, the Fed sort of implied futures fund rate, which is where you can see what, the, what, what traders are thinking, uh, majority of Wall Street thinking there's cuts coming in the first quarter. So a real, you know, I think if there's one thing that, that sort of uh, summarizes uh, the Fed and and the market the last few years is the real disconnect. The market saying one thing, and the Fed trying to do the other the other way. But in my experience, the markets are usually fairly efficient. So let's hope there's some cuts coming. Uh, all right. Uh, well, uh, actually, uh, talk about the markets. Nvidia coming out with uh, results uh, this mm. this uh, this this week. And you, the question with Nvidia is always: Can they maintain this momentum? And they really did. And even for the next quarter, their forecasts are actually even more than the growth that we saw in this quarter. Is this just one of those that's just going to keep on going higher and higher and higher? Um, And are are we going to get another bubble? 
Oh, such a difficult one. I mean, this is this is the poster child for AI. I mean, AI, which is the exciting things that are happening in the future. Um, Nvidia supplies all those chips, uh, yeah. and until there's an alternative, uh, I mean, Microsoft and Apple both spoken about developing their own chips for AI. But until that comes to fruition, this literally is Nvidia is the only game in town. Uh, those numbers were blah. The stock is up. You know. To, what is it, 250 odd percent already this year? Another blowout set of numbers. Interesting enough, those are not to the actual, um, you know, stock price was actually down a couple of percent the morning after that was Wednesday morning. So, you know, difficult to see what the next leg up is going to be, and uh, it is expensive, it must be said. But for now, continuing to deliver in quarter on quarter. Yeah, and I really don't blame investors for uh, trying to take their profits at this point. Um, well, talking about uh, companies going higher and higher, Mr. Price, who also did see uh, investors reacting positively to their results yesterday, that share price was up uh, over 10% yesterday. Um, yeah, they, they, they released, uh, you know, results where top line um, growth was about 26-27%. But of course, we did see uh, a decline of about uh, more than 9% uh, in the bottom line. Uh, quite a lot uh, going on there between that top and the bottom line. Uh, just your take on, on that, the headwinds, uh, the opportunities. Yeah, what did you take from that? Yeah, Mr. Price. Uh, yeah, they, I mean they were quite uh, quite noisy. A lot of line items digest, as you said. Yeah. Uh, but the outlook I thought was surprisingly positive. Um, there was, of course, and I must say, the first time we're so used to seeing questions of diesel generators and uh, load shedding and during the earnings calls. Yeah. First time I've had a comment about about a transnet and the port mm. um, logistics, which is a bit of a concern. But they say they they're ahead of it. They've got more than enough to 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 deal with more enough stock coming to the market. Outlook was surprisingly good, and also must be said, you know, Mr. Price, quite a different company than it was, uh, let's say, four or five years ago, where um, majority of Mr. Price's apparel was imported. Uh, they do quite a bit of manufacturing on the clothing side locally now, which is which is a positive for for everyone, uh, and is a positive you don't get those uh, currency fluctuations as well. Um, so I think almost a better run company. I think uh, they seem to be getting ahead around a lot of things. Uh, and again, reflecting the share price, really nice positive move. I think at one point twelve percent up on the day. So yeah, yeah. Uh, take a bow. Nice set of results. Yeah, and really just on a transnet, really quite discouraging to see the challenges mm -hmm. they're permeating uh, into the retail sector as well more yeah. sectors other than the mining sector. So, yeah, they really, really need to fix uh, those problems uh, on that front. Um, let's go into another retailer, Spa. They came out with an update uh, this week uh, saying that uh, I think they said that their numbers are going to be worse uh, than they had mm -hmm. uh, initially anticipated. And, of course, um, there's some costs to do with uh, Poland as they're, they're leaving uh, that country, mm. but also some challenges in Ireland as well. Lots of challenges even back at home with that uh, SAP, uh, that SAP uh, implementation. Are the headwinds at this point just, um, is there no uh, clear end in sight for those big headwinds that they have been experiencing over at least the past two years, Nick? So Spawn's had a little bit of bad luck, I think, and, and, and I've yet to find a single company that talks about uh, an enjoyable experience implementing SAP, but I'll leave that for, for a conversation for another day. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's costing them. Uh, they do seem to be up against it a bit, where where the other retailers have, have, have spoken you know, reasonably positively. Uh, you know, Spa, I think, it, it, unfortunately, where it did really well during sort of uh, during the COVID pandemic as well was a lot of a lot of the, the customers were shopping local. 
you know, literally just driving up the road. It suited the likes of Spa quite nicely. But, you know, I think as uh, things have opened up again, they're not getting that sort of tailwind at all. Um, and also, for, you know, I heard some analysts talking about Spa, sort of, you know, where do they actually kind of sit in the value chain as well? A little bit of an identity uh, battling there as well. Though I will say it is cheap, uh, around 100 and what is it, 111. 112 rand per yeah. share. Um, those those investors looking for a little bit of value. I do think it offers value at these levels. Ah, all right. Quickly before we get to your stock pick, uh, Telcom and its moves uh, into becoming an infrastructure company. Now saying that uh, they uh, will be selling uh, Sufnet, that Mass mm. and Towers business. Uh, do you think that Telcom at this point is on a better footing? I think there's another well there's another one i think is a little bit about density crisis i'm not sure it quite knows what it wants to be um although interestingly enough the last set of results that have come out the last couple of quarters is the first time profitability on their mobile line is is now greater than the actual fixed line business so they have transformed themselves they are i think they're much leaner um better run business definitely mm-hmm. uh but not quite sure you know they had this for sale sign around the neck for a while they seem to be always looking for a potential bidder whether the government or the prc as large shareholders allows that is, is another is another answer quite uh, frankly uh, all right well let's get to your stock picker for today nick what are you hanging your hat on Okay, so we, we've like, I mentioned a few times as Glencore uh, for a number of reasons. First and foremost is they are almost 20% of their profitability is derived from trading commodities, not necessarily just digging it out the ground. So this volatility in the commodity market suits them perfectly. And then uh, about a month or so ago, they finally bedded down that uh, Canadian uh, company Tech Resources, which is going to change their uh, cash flow massively. The free cash flow gets a lovely hit uh, after this deal. And as you saw with Sabania a few days ago and a few other companies uh, in our space, they're trying to uh, trying to you know, shore up their balance sheets. But uh, this deal for Glencore puts them in a nice space. And I think around these levels, it's round about 105, 106. Uh, definitely offers a good value. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, for your analysis on what has been uh, happening uh, throughout the week. Uh, Nick, I really appreciate it. That was Nick Kunza from Sunlum Private Wealth.